Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Uh, well, as we know, on the eve of finals, there is no better time of the year. I think we're all feeling like it is the night before Christmas because it is the night before finals. The Premiership Cup is out on the road. Uh, the Ambassador for Regional Victoria was announced during the week too. Uh, the uh, Premiership Cup Tour Ambassador for Toyota. And when you're picking a Premiership Cup Ambassador, next year's one, I think you, you, you're going to have to really step up to the mark because when this year's Premiership Cup Ambassador for the Tour of the Premiership Cup has four premierships next to their name. It's going to be very tough to beat for whoever gets that honour next year. I speak, of course, of the 319 gamer, Hawks, D's, but four flags with the Hawks. Uh, Jordan Lewis, hello, mate. G'day, Sammy. Uh, as always, you're too kind, but uh, I appreciate those words. And, yeah, it's nice to be reacquainted, although it wasn't a premiership cup that I was involved in, but it's nice to be reacquainted with a beautiful piece of silverware. When you look at that cup, what's the first thing that, 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 that jumps into your mind? Uh, sitting at the back of the bus once the grand final is done and dusted, pouring a, a nice cold ale into the cup and having a sip and sharing around. That's really the first memory that comes to mind when I see uh, a Premiership Cup. And, uh, yeah, I know it's a, a pretty basic sort of one, but that was the first thing once I went and did the launch the other day. That was the first memory that came to mind. So in that moment, and you've had you've had four chances to live that moment, is there much being said at that point? So you're at the back of the bus, the whole team are there, you've got a drink in there, you pass it around. Is there much being said or is it really just a, a moment in time that you savour in almost silence but, but just together? Oh, I think it's a moment of reflection because once, once the grand final's over and done with and it's pretty hectic, inside the room. So really the first moment that you get a chance to relax and, and have a conversation without any external people around that is probably on the bus when you wait for a few players to complete their their drug samples and, and then knowing that you're, you're on the way to Crown Casino where you've got 1,500 people that are once again waiting for you to see the, the Premiership Cup, to see the Premiership Medallions. So it really is that the only moment of, of peace and quiet with with the team that is on the on the bus on the way from the ground to the to the aftermatch function, that you get a chance to reflect on the day uh, and also savour the moment with the Premiership Cup on board. So the tour itself, you're going to be uh, responsible for the regional Victoria leg, and from one regional Victoria to another, it, it's incredibly important that um, the people in those places just get that just touch and feel of, of what it's all about. For you, what's the most important part of taking the cup out uh, to the heartland of footy, the country? Yeah, I think when they asked me to do it and you see the, the map on, on where the Premiership Cup is going and uh, and then you see little regional Victoria towns that uh, are really resemble where, where I came from and where you came from and, and we never got the chance to see the cup up close and personal. It was always players that would come back and do clinics and that was really the connection to the city the connection to the big smoke the connection to AFL football because as a kid growing up I felt like I was miles away from um, from Melbourne itself so to get that that uh, tangible I suppose thing that you can touch and feel or be, you won't be able to touch and feel too much they, they protect it quite well these days <laughs> but 
to see it in the flesh, it's, it's, it's quite intimidating, to be honest. And I liken it to, to a racehorse as well. When you see a racehorse up close and personal, especially a good one, it's intimidating. They don't have to talk to you, but you just feel its presence. And I think that's what the Premiership Cup does. So taking it around Australia uh, to remote communities, regional towns, maybe that'll just spark a young boy or a young girl to, to take up the game and, and maybe one day reach the highest level. Uh, that's what it's all about, really. Uh, in Sydney at the moment and then to Queensland and, and then you will uh, just take it under your wing and uh, take it uh, to the people of country Victoria, which is going to be really exciting. So if you head to the AFL website, you can follow the journey of the Cup and uh, and find out where it's going to be uh, close uh, to you if you're listening at the moment in one of the regional areas. So make sure you do check that out and don't miss the opportunity to get up close and personal to the Cup and to Jordan Lewis uh, himself. Uh, Louis, this time of the year... And you've been on the EVA finals before. You know what it took to get here. Um, and you know, in hindsight, what it takes to, to go to the ultimate part uh, of the finals uh, and to win a grand final. When you look at the eight teams uh, that are about to start their, their finals journey at the moment, is there a team that stands out to you as being in that place where you've been before, where you know you're primed, you know you're ready, uh, and you know that... Uh, it's it's right there in front of you if you just want to reach out and grab it. Who do you think's best placed? Oh, I think you know if I was to to select a few sides, I'd, I'd say Melbourne and Geelong purely on the fact that they've been here before, they've they've tasted the ultimate success. I think the last few years, Geelong in particular, have learnt some really good lessons, uh, and and it seems like they've timed their run a little bit better this year. They've uh, pass the responsibility to a lot a lot more players than what they probably have in the past. So there isn't that reliance, that heavy burden coming into the final series on a on a Joel Selwood. Not that it would worry him, but uh, you know, Patrick Dangerfield and, and you could see that it was it was weighing them down a little bit, especially over the, the previous years when they haven't been quite successful. So I just watched them, I watched the way they play and the way that they've really shared the load. They they look for me really ready for the challenge. Um, and then Melbourne. I mean, you only have to look back at last week's match against Brisbane and how they, they can just smell the finals around the corner and how they prepare. And so experience, there are always going to be sides that pop up and that side might be sticky. But uh, I think Melbourne and Geelong right now are really well placed. And from an individual point of view, you've seen people do incredibly special things in September and it's where reputations are made. As we know, you've been there for Hodgie to, to join a very, very rare group of people that have won two Norm Smith medals. Uh, you've seen what Cyril's done in September. You've seen you've probably watched replays of yourself and what you've done in September, whether it be Brian Lake or, or Josh Gibson or Sam Mitchell or any of those guys. Is there a player that you think is going to take their game to another level this September? Is there a player you think is just going to rip this open uh, and already might have one hand around a Gary Ayres medal? Or a Norm Smith? Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's plenty. Um, I'd probably look at a player like Jeremy Cameron, mm. uh, who's had a, a fantastic season, clearly enjoying his football after having a really solid preseason. It wasn't, wasn't as interrupted as, as last year. Um, and I just feel like he's that type of player that um, can really grab the finals by the throat and just tear it apart. And uh, he's a difficult matchup, clearly, but. Yeah, he, he seems to me like a player that is just chomping at the bit, ready to go. 
uh, and probably can't wait to get out there on Saturday afternoon. All right, we've got to get a tip for you before we let you go. Uh, tomorrow night it all starts at the Gabba. Brisbane Lions, they're 1-6 and six in finals in the Fagan era. It's the third time in four years that the Lions and the Tigers have played each other in a final. And for the Tigers, they're just looking to do what Geelong couldn't, Brisbane, uh, Brisbane couldn't, Geelong couldn't, Hawthorne couldn't, and that's to get that fourth flag in that dynasty. And they're just hanging on, hanging on. Um, how do you see this one playing out? And I suppose the sub-question to that is, do you dusty or do you not dusty? Because there's a big question, Mark. It looks like he'll play, but do you roll the dice and take the risk with the best finals player of all time? Oh, 100%. Without knowing any medical history or how he's, how he's been going on the training track, you just, just plonk him at full forward and say, don't move out of the square. Yes. Uh, he's a, an absolute threat in any game, whether he's 50% fit or 100% fit. Uh, I like Richmond in this game. I, I just think, um, once again, a little bit like what we said about Brisbane and uh, sorry Melbourne and Geelong, they they just understand what 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 it takes at this time of the year. Um, Brisbane have have let a lot of people down at certain stages throughout the course of the year, where we thought they were going to overcome that uh, that question mark about toughness and and really trying to just grit out a win, uh, and then they just you know, they sort of fall at the last hurdle. And I think this is a a massive challenge. You think Geelong have got some mental battles coming against the coming into a final series. Brisbane are, are just as much in that um, phase of mind or that you know that really um, overcoming demons than, than Geelong and what to do it at home in a do or die final against a hungry Richmond. Uh, I'm going Richmond with this one. Melbourne and the Swans Friday night. I don't even know if we've seen the best of Melbourne. This year, maybe it was against Brisbane, but Brisbane seemed to be a bit off. And the Swans, I reckon, have fixed just about every statistical concern that we had about them. They looked cherry ripe in every facet of the game. Are they ready, though? And is there a chance for the Booker Buddy to write another chapter and do something incredibly memorable um, in in a, in a final series? Oh, it, I mean, I just think this game is it just. Um, you know, I'll go along, I'll go with some friends, some really nervous Melbourne supporters, um, but it's just building to be a really entertaining match. You're right, you've got a, a Sydney side who have probably questioned internally and externally about maybe their hardness and their ability to, to get the bulk of what has been their brand um, back on show, but certainly the last month, the last five weeks, that has been absolutely first class. Um, and then just to have the firepower of a Heaney and a Franklin and Warner in the middle, Parker playing some good football. Um, they, they look like they're really well structured throughout the ground. So this is going to be a really tough task. I think Melbourne just, but I mean, I don't think anyone would be surprised if Sydney got over the line. Cats, Pies, Cats have got qualifying finals quivers. Um, I think it's one out of seven. Um, or one out of the last eight. Uh, the Pies party, can that keep going? And Danger's probably another one that, he, if he feels destined to toss of the coin, is Danger going to be in that conversation, one of the greatest players to never win one? Or is it going to be just worth that wait and it'll come late, even though he's probably still got a few good years uh, left in him? Well, you think about Shane Crawford. Uh, I mean, he, it was his last game. Uh, that's, a great, that's a great comparison. Uh, and yep. what, a, what a way to go out. We, we un- yeah, we we understand Paddy's got a little bit more footy left in him, but I just feel like it's a different a different Geelong side. Having watched them quite closely this year, and just the way they've been able to manage players has been something that you couldn't necessarily say about Geelong previously. So 
Um, no doubt it's going to be a tough task coming up against Collingwood. Collingwood are just high on confidence at the moment through the season they've had. They provide some headaches through you from the way that they move the ball, the way that they defend. But I think the, um, the consistency of what Geelong have been able to do, um, the firepower that they have up forward, in particular Hawkins and, and Cameron, um, I think will just be a little bit too strong for Collingwood. And the Dockers and the Dong uh, and the Dogs to close it out. So no Fife for Fremantle, no Libba, which is massive uh, for the Western Bulldogs. The Dockers, well, their biggest query is can they defend their way to a premiership because they aren't getting it done in attack. Uh, they rank so low in that stat. And on the flip side of that, the Dogs can't not defend their way uh, to, a, to a premiership or, or to further into the finals. So they're almost the, the opposite sides of the coin, both these two teams. How do you see it going? Well, I'm not too sure. I mean, I'm hearing that weather might play a, play a part. It's been, you know, it has been or will dump over there in terms of the, the rain. So I think what we saw round 21 when these two sides play each other, I don't think we'll see again. We'll see a, a Western Bulldogs side that will defend a little bit differently. Fremantle just play with them in terms of ball in hand, able to take a ridiculous amount of uncontested marks and really just pick them apart. And it was only late where they came home with a flurry of goals that made it look like a fairly decent margin. Um, but I think they'll go over to the West. Uh, they'll have a different mindset in the way that they'll defend. Really, really tough task. If it's going to be wet weather, you want Liberatore in there. He's clearly out, so that really hurts. Um, so, once again, at times, the, the Bulldogs have looked down and out. They did what they needed to do against Hawthorne, got the win and got themselves a spot in the finals, but I just think Fremantle over there, uh, I think, will just be a little bit too strong. And I can't let you go, Jordan Lewis, without just throwing a, just a question up at you, and you can decide whether this has any relevance to you and anything else you might be doing at the moment. But just one off the top of my head, how much say should players have in who coaches their football club uh, and who the incoming coach should be? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I was quite lucky when when I was playing only to have, I mean, one coach at Hawthorne and, and one coach at, at Melbourne. So I was really in a position where we were never consulted. We were always consulted on players that we brought in, but never never coaching staff. You really do put um, your trust in those that are making the decision for you. I still think they can have unofficial conversations about you know, what the playing group might need, uh, you know, what the senior leadership group think the playing group might need. I don't think those conversations can hurt. But in terms of the final decision, I think the final decision has to land with uh, people with um, people with experience, but also people that might have a little bit of an objective view on who they think could coach a side at a particular time. All right, so I'm going to just row, roll with a headline. Jordan Lewis says that Essendon players will not be consulted and he will not be listening to them. Uh, mate, no, I'm kidding, of course. When is your first meeting? <laughs> when is your first meeting of the new of the committee to, to, to start going through the selection process? Uh, we get all the information tomorrow. So uh, I'll speak to, to Josh Marty tomorrow and then all the timeline and, and meeting times and everything will be laid out then. So, uh, yeah, which is exciting, you know, to get a, a bit of a feel on how it, how it all flows and how it all works and then, you know, get our teeth stuck into it. Well, there's a lot of hats that you're wearing these days, my friend. You deserve to be wearing every single one of them. Uh, now, 
coaching consultant, uh, four-time premiership star. Your services will be well and truly in demand this time of the year on all the speaking circuits. Uh, you're doing a brilliant job with Fox and, of course, the uh, Toyota 2022 Premiership Cup Tour ambassador through regional Victoria, which is why we're chatting to you tonight. Mate, thanks so much for your time. Always great catching up and we'll speak to you soon. No worries, Sammy. Appreciate the time. Good to talk. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.